Life is good. Life is bad. Life is incredible. Life is terrible. Life is extremely long, yet awfully short. Life is easy. Life is hard. Life is extremely complicated and complex, yet so simple. Life is a journey. Life is full of love and filled with joy, but it's also full of hurt and pain. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, life, it's yours. Life is a masterpiece waiting to be created and filled with all the aforementioned ingredients. See, each day you wake up, you're given a brand new blank canvas to create the greatest masterpiece possible. And you have to do that with whatever ingredients you're given. Yours won't look like anyone else's, nor should it, but ultimately it's yours. No one would even bother creating or enjoying art if every creation was simply the same. So now the brush is in your hands and this day is filled with endless opportunities. What incredible masterpiece will you create with today's ingredients? It's time to live and love life. Why you ask? Because you can. You don't need any other reason, simply because you can. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vitalized Podcast. You're here with your friendly neighborhood host, Mr. Marcus Black. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I have such an incredible pleasure today of hosting literally an amazing author, and one of, literally one of the most influential public figures in the world. Not only that, but he's one of the most impactful influencers and thought leaders of our generation, Mr. Trent Shelton. Everybody, I want you to welcome us. What's up, Trent? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, brother, man. Thank you so much for taking time to be here on the Vitalized Podcast. I just look forward to you dropping nuggets and bombs all day like you always do. So um, before we get started, just in case we got anyone who has been living under a rock for a while or just completely uh, clueless, can you just give us a brief uh, history of just kind of who you are, what you do? Yeah, man, I can definitely do that. But first, man, I want to talk, <laughs> I want to talk about your intro, man. That was dope. Is that on Spotify, man? Like, like that's yeah. dope, bro. Like, I need to hear that in my ear every morning, like for real. So, so we need that, you know. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you. man. No problem, brother. Uh, before and, and also, man, thanks for having me uh, on your podcast, sharing your platform with me. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it, bro. Um, but yeah, so. You know, I'm not big on titles, you know, but I guess if I was to have a title, it would be, you know, motivational speaker slash author, um, former NFL player. Uh, that happened about time flies. You know, my last team was in 2009, so it's been a been a decade. And, um, you know, right now, man, my whole thing is just to, you know, impact the world. Um, it was a promise that I made to one of my close friends about uh, 2011 that I would make sure that people knew that they were enough. And so when you digest my content, uh, that's what you feel. You know, I want to talk about, you know, when people leave your life or when you lose something, you don't have to lose yourself. And that's what I'm dedicated to, man. I just, at the end of the day, I want people to know that no matter what they're going through, that they're enough. And I just pray, you know, that's what my content uh, does for people. I'm a, I'm a father of about to be three now, in like literally in a few days, new baby girl on the way. 
uh, my wife Maria. And so, uh, yeah, man, that's just my life, man. And I, and I love it, bro. Just here to serve, here to impact and here to inspire as I continue to heal my own life and grow myself. That's amazing, man. And so before I get started to jump into any questions, I want to let y'all know that like, I met a lot of people before and I've seen a lot of people on stages. I had an opportunity to meet a lot of people, but I don't know very many people who are as genuine as this man you're about to hear from. So I really need y'all, whatever you're doing, I need you to focus in. I need y'all to really pay attention and listen closely because he's about to drop some nuggets that I promise you, if you listen to and you apply them to your life, you will live a better life. Like, I don't know what other way to tell you because he's the same every time I see him, every time I ever speak to him, he's the same person. He's real, authentic, genuine, and you won't find many more like him. So without further ado, I'm about to jump into what we're talking about. But before I get started, I want to ask you a fun question, you know, because I'm sure you get asked a lot of questions all the time, but... What is the most annoying question that people ever ask you? <laughs> you have a lot of podcasters mad, man, because a lot of um, I'm trying to help them out, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, the most the most annoying one, man. I would have to say it, it, it's. I, I might. I'm just put it like this. I'm gonna generalize it. It's not annoying because I understand why people ask it. But it's just, um, you know, just just the the the. I'll put it like this: When I play football, um, and I can't direct to a specific question that people ask right now. But like when I play football, it's like after you you lose a game, and the reporter says, "You know, so why did y'all lose the game?" And it's like, yeah. bro, like we lost because we lost, or like why you didn't catch the pass because I dropped it. So like questions like that, like common sense questions. Um, all around. So I'll just put it like that. So I don't call anybody out. (laughs) That is a a great way to put it. And, uh, see, I was hoping that you would give me a little bit more so I could scratch one off the list if I needed to, but (laughs) I I didn't want to like say something that you had on your list. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope, man. So, okay, here we go. Another fun one, man. What is your favorite color and how would you describe that to somebody who was blind? Man, see, you already got, boy, you already got <laughs> these these great questions. Uh, my favorite color is obviously Rehab Red, um, and that's just red. I call it Rehab Red. That's and good. I would describe it as somebody that it's very, um, it's an intense uh, color. It's very, um, not just the word intense, but very powerful, um, very bold, and um, that it's not afraid to stand out. I love it. Yep. That's what I would say, man. Uh, that was a great job too. To see, I try to catch you off guard a little bit. I started to ask you like, what is the meaning of life? And throw you <laughs> in just all the way. But I was like, nah, let me not, let me not do that. But okay. So, so bro, you've been releasing like videos for over 10 years, which is incredible. And I know that you got a Facebook messenger group that you send out just real messages regularly. You go live, on multiple po- social media platforms, like regularly, bro, just giving truths yeah. and inspirational nuggets all for free. So like, I don't know if there's anybody else that's giving as much value to their community as you. So my question is like, why is it so important for you to keep giving so much love, life and hope to re- rehabbers all across the world? Because that's what it's about. That's what I got into it for. You know, I didn't get into it. I didn't start this to have a blue check by my name. I didn't start this to have all these followers like, that's just the byproduct. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, sometimes, you know, it's times where I wish it wasn't that big, you know, where I could just, you know, impact and not have all the other things that come with it. But 
um, it's just important to me because like there's people out there that need it. Like I know when I was going through my hard times, there were certain messages that popped up, you know, just from different things I was reading or listening to that really helped my life. And if I have the ability to, to help a life, um, just by going live, like to me, it's selfish, not giving out content. And I think that's the problem that happens in a lot of times in social media is that, you know, a lot of people are thinking about how do I monetize? How do I monetize? Instead of thinking about how do I impact? And I'm always thinking about impact, 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 giving, 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 um, because I just believe, you know, the more you give away, um, obviously the more will come back your way and not just, you know, in the external significant things, but also just in healing my life too, because when I go live, bro, like it's accountability to myself. Um, it's a reminder to myself how far I've came. It's, you know, it's also healing my soul to know that, dang, like the things I went through in my past actually had a bigger purpose than what I thought it had. Because now if I wouldn't have went through those things, I wouldn't be able to help the lives that I helped today. So all of that, man, it just holistically, um, it helps me as well as helping others. Man, that's incredible. Like, it's just to hear that heart and the passion. And I think that's something that we need so much more of because you see so much on social media and there's so many people comparing and reflecting their lives. But, man, to hear somebody to say, no, nah, I'm just living this and I'm showing you, I'm keeping myself accountable and I'm moving forward. This is what it's all about. It's about service and not a platform. And I've always appreciated you for modeling that, even for me, as I hope to expand and grow as I try to influence people as well. Uh, um, So... Another question for you, bro. In your life, as you really think back over like all the experiences, and I know you got a wealth of experiences that you yeah. bring to the table. Um, what chance encounter would you say changed your life forever? And it just like rehab time wise, or just in life? In life. Literally. What encounter? changed my life forever man I, I i you know just the two things that pop up immediately it's two i gotta go with two one and i don't tell this story a lot i, I know i might have talked to you about it i'm not sure if i have but when i was about six or seven years old um i i suffer from asthma bad i'm not i'm not talking about just needing an inhaler every now and i'm talking about bad where my brothers were literally checking me in the middle of the night to make sure i was breathing so i had chronic asthma like breathing treatments every night um and growing up in new orleans it was even worse because the humidity you know we weren't as knowledgeable about you know how to treat a natural you know i mean now i don't even have an inhaler because i understand what causes a lot of these diseases and so uh i remember six or seven years old well, I was in second grade so whatever that equals up to um I had I was suffering from asthma really bad and I was at that time I don't even have a proper name for it but it was very rare but it was like coughing asthma so I would just cough and cough and cough and cough and so we went to the doctor and the doctor diagnosed me like with a cough and so he gave me a suppressant right suppress my cough which was probably wrong the wrong which was the wrong thing we could have probably sued <laughs> but he gave me the wrong thing that worked against it and so just i kept on coughing 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 it got to a point where i was coughing so bad markers that you know where the white is in your eyes you know uh it turned red so all you can see was brown my eye my eyes and then red and so like it looked like about my blood vessels that popped mm. and so i remember uh 
being with my mom and I remember getting bullied at school. They would call me like devil boy, all of this type of stuff. Like, you know, I just, I look scary, bro. Um, I look, it's Friday the 13th, by the way. I probably look like I was starting that movie. And so I, uh, my mom goes to her best friend. She's dead now, but she was a strong woman of God. And she looked at me and said, you need to take this baby to the hospital immediately. And so uh, my mom did that. We went to a New Orleans Children's Hospital. On the way, we had to pull over. And I basically was coughing so much I threw up, right? So we get there. I go straight to ICU. And I remember being hooked up, man. I still remember this very vividly. I remember being hooked up in ICU. And I remember looking across, and there was a guy. And the guy, the kid had just got shot, like, with a BB gun or something like that. And so my mom and my dad left. They went to go do something, like, I don't know, some hospital stuff. So they left. And it was just me that hooked up to these machines. And immediately, bro, like, I stopped breathing. And wow. I couldn't breathe. And I I went out. You know, I, 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 like, I blacked out, fainted, whatever. Stop breathing. And all I remember was this guy's voice over there. He was like, I can't say what he was saying. He was like, get y'all's, you know, over here right now. The kid is not breathing. You know, get him, get him. And it was the guy that I saw whose son was there. And I would just remember, bro, blacking out. Next thing I remember, people over me, you know, pumping my chest and bringing me back to life. And I ended up being in the hospital for, you know, two weeks. And I was up there with cancer, like all the sick kids, man. So I say that because in that moment, like I saw a light. And it was crazy because, you know, I didn't understand death at that point in my life, I don't think. But I just knew that everything was going to be all right. So I always figured, like, man, I'm here for a reason. Even at that age, I was like, I'm here for a reason. I don't know what the reason is, but God kept me here for a reason. And that literally changed my life. It changed my faith, and it made me appreciate life so much. So you see me always talk about appreciate your life, and, uh, you know, you never know when your last day is. A lot of that comes from that. And the second thing, obviously, was, uh, you know, start started rehab time was my best friend committing suicide. Uh, that changed me in a way of realizing again, like none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And if tomorrow, if today was your last day, what regrets would you have? And it just changed something in me to be, to, to make me want to get my life right and really live the purpose that God gave for me, man. So those two things, man, really, I know it's like a loan out story, but those two things really, really changed me a lot. And I think that's huge because so many people have similar experiences, but they just they don't know if it's isolated. So even to hear somebody else be able to share from their heart of things that like that. And and speaking of like just uh, suicide in general, I just want to take a moment. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about because I don't know who's going to hear this, but there are so many people right now whose hearts are heavy. You're struggling. You're trying to figure out which way is up. You don't know what else to do. And I know depression is running rampant. It's at an all-time high in our society. Like, to the person that's listening to your voice right now, that's struggling, that's feeling empty, that's at the end of their road, what would you say to them? Your life isn't over. Um, and I echo these words in a spoken word, but, you know, never let your struggle make you think that. You know, your setback was major, but so could be your comeback. And I really want you to understand that, you know, everybody knows my quote, you know, broken crayons still color the same. And it's true. You know, all of us are a little broken. All of us have been through things. And, you know, the storm, you know, these floods in our life, the, the problems that flood our lives, they aren't meant to drain there to teach you how to swim. And if you give up now, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's a quote out there, I'm, I'm probably butchering it, but, you know, it talks about, 
you know, suicide, you know, doesn't guarantee that, you know, hard times would end, but it does guarantee uh, the chance of you not making things better um, or things not getting better. And so just give tomorrow a try. Just focus on uh, one thing that you can appreciate in your life. And I promise you there's a greater purpose than your pain. I promise you there's more to your life than what you're going through. And you might not understand it in the middle of your storm, but I promise you, in the future, you will start to realize like, okay, wow, I had to go through this storm for this to grow. There's no, there's no growth without rain, right? There's no strength without pain, period. So you have to go through these moments and just know you're not alone. Like that's the devil and the enemy's trick to, to make us think that we have to, like we're suffering alone. And I don't want to be insensitive to you, but your pain is not unique. There's people all across the world that's going through what you're going through. Some people just hide theirs better. I love to call them silent battles. Even me at times, I go through my silent battles. I just don't surrender to my struggle because I know that God got me right with my faith. And so I just want to tell you just to keep pushing, ask for help, right? Don't give your pain a voice. Don't keep it silent. Ask for help and just give tomorrow a shot. And I promise you, as you move forward with your life, you'll become strong and you'll realize that there is a greater purpose than what you're going through. Man, that's so real. And and again, I just want to echo everything he said. Like, man, we can't promise you that everything will get easier. But if you give your life a chance, I can't promise you it will get better. So hopefully that yeah. strikes somebody's heart. We just have to talk about it. And we don't do a good job, a good enough job of talking about these heavy topics because it's not the happy topics. And it's not the topics that everybody like is ready to go, you know, run out the door and jump up about. Matter of fact, I made a social media post the other day that didn't get a singular like and it was heavy I and mean, it's very heavy because you guys know a prominent pastor just just committed suicide and even amongst yeah. them it's just beginning to grow and grow and grow but we have to talk about it we have to erase the stigma that something is wrong with you because you're struggling and we got to sur surround and circle each other together so we can move forward so uh you, man, know, you, know, what, you know what marcus too man i i, I want to share this because I was getting my masseuse on was that Wednesday. She shared some with me. She's deep. You know, we always had these conversations and she was like, she asked me, she said, uh, you know, what's the first step you have to do to like heal? And she used an analogy. Like if, if a beam fell in your leg, like what's the first thing you got to do? And it's like, most people would say, you know, uh, I don't know, but I said, you gotta get the beam off. And she was like, you're the first person ever said that. And she was like, a lot of times when we go through this pain, we don't realize that we have to remove, we have to remove the thing that's causing it before we ever can heal. And then she said something else to me. She was like, what's, she's like, what's more important growth or healing? And I stood there for a second and I was like, well, if you listen to what I talk about, it's definitely healing. And we live in a generation now where there's a lot of growth talk, right? There's a lot of success talk. There's a lot of do this and do that. And what we're having is a lot of successful people that have never learned to heal and those battles are still there. And so I want to tell people out there listening to this right now that, listen, growth is going to happen in your life, but don't think that if I have more money, if I have more followers, if I have more significance, if I have more likes, then I will be okay. That's not the truth because what's going to happen is that once that newness wears off, that excitement wears off, once you get 10,000 or whatever it is that you're chasing, that thing that you didn't deal with is still going to be there. So the most important thing you can do in your life is learn how to heal. And when you learn how to heal, you will free yourself to be able to grow more properly. And that's so real. Again, man, just nuggets. I think so many times we just, uh, the process of that just seems painful. 
but I think so many people are so conditioned by the society that we live in to just wear the mask because it's easier. Like people ask, you know, I mean, we all, it's like we all are aware of this, but nobody cares to be a part of the solution. It's like, ask how you're doing and don't even listen before you answer. We moving on. So yeah, man, take time to heal, whatever healing means for you, whatever healing means where you are, give yourself permission to heal. And like you said, like, I don't care how successful you get money whatever all of that looks like for you. If your inside is still empty, then that's not it for you. So, uh, man, thank you for sharing from your heart, bro. Bro, what is the hardest lesson you ever learned? I know we're talking about why we on this subject, but I know everybody goes through things and it's easy for people to see you, see the big smile, see the success, see the stages, see the platform and think like, ah, oh, man, he just, everything is perfect. He got it made, he got a gorgeous, amazing family and he just living the dream, but not necessarily know the struggles come along with that. So like, what's the hardest lesson that, that you've had to learn just over the course of your life? Bro, <laughs> that's a packed question. I can name it probably a thousand things. Yeah, but I think the thing that comes to my mind and my heart, just pure, um, and I think it will help a lot of people, is is the success thing. Like, And I don't want to scare people listening to this saying, I'm, I'm not telling you not to be successful, right? Uh, definitely not. I mean, if you follow me, you know that I'm a firm believer in you know becoming the greatest you. But my definition of that is a little different. Um, I, I realized that everything I thought would fulfill me doesn't. It doesn't at all. And, you know, we could talk about that, whether it be being an NFL football player. You got to realize that was my that was the mecca of my life. Like there was nothing bigger than being a professional athlete. And when I got there, I was still unfulfilled. At that time, I was making six figures with my life that's the at growing up you know coming from where we come from growing up that's like it right you got everything you got the celebrity you got you got all of that you know and still unfulfilled right at that time in my life you know the 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 girls that you see on videos right all that if i had her or her I'm unfulfilled so all those things that we're taught that will fulfill us it's it's it doesn't it's a lie. And I'm not saying those things can't make you happy. They will, but happiness is temporary. It works off of what's happening. And you move on to rehab time, right? It's like, oh, when I get a million followers, I'll be fulfilled. No, there's times, I mean, there's, when I had 8 million in 2015, I was depressed, <laughs> you know? Oh, the biggest stages. All those things that we think will fulfill us is, is not, you know, won't at the end of the day. Fulfillment has to come from, if you stripped away everything externally, right, it has to come from an internal place, right? And, and as believers, you know, I believe that true fulfillment comes from God, right? It comes from appreciating your life and loving your life. And I know that's very hard for people to digest and tackle. And some people will never realize it until they get it. But you have, let's look at it. Like, why is it that, as you're saying, like a pastor, and I saw that took his life, right? From the outside, I'm pretty sure, oh, he's a pastor, why is it that celebrities take their life? Why is it that football, NFL football players, they take their life, they go through the, you know, not even just NFL players, just anybody in these positions that have the world, why are they taking their life? Mm. And so it's because those things don't fulfill you. And so uh, I had to realize that, man, like the cars, I mean, the car, I drive a, right now, I drive a 2000, and nothing wrong with it, but people would think, oh, Trent probably driving a this or that, you know? I drive a 2011 Galant. 
Straight up. That's what I roll with. Emma got 150,000 miles on it. And I see people pull up and like, Trent's be pulling up in something different. Nah, that's my whip. Because I know I know those other things don't fulfill me. Yeah. No, I won't fulfill me. I can get a new car, but it's not going to take away the pain. You know what I'm saying? So I just realized that with my life, man. Stop chasing these external things. It takes an incredible amount of introspection just kind of for you to even realize that something isn't okay and I need to make some changes. So why do you think it's so difficult for people to start in the mirror and look at themselves and really look deep within and acknowledge that some things aren't okay and I need to make some changes? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's root issues, right? It's starting with the root issue. Um, I love to say if you don't get down to the root issues, the problem will find its way back to the surface. Uh, a lot of times in life, we want to solve things at the surface level, right? So it could be somebody saying, oh, well, this person did me wrong. This person cheated on me, right? And it's like, okay, you've been in three relationships with the same type of man or woman. Okay, I get it. You can remove the pain, but why are you keep putting yourself in that pain? Right. Where is that coming from? And so that's why it's important to look in the mirror and starting with yourself, because at the end of the day, as I made my my phrase, it all starts with you at the end of the day, you have to make the choice. At the end of the day, you have to deal with you. At the end of the day, you can't fool nobody but you. You still sleep with you at night. So when you turn off the lights, no matter how beautiful life may seem to be to everybody else in your life, you have to deal with yourself. And if you don't deal with yourself, I promise you. Life will deal with you. If you don't deal with your pain, your pain will deal with you. And I refuse me personally to, to fake perfection for other people mm. and live in misery. I just can't do that. And I, it was times in my life where I did that. As you said, I was smiling for the camera, but down behind the scenes, like, well, I can't post this on social media or I can't do this. And I had to sit back and realize, like, who am I living my life for? Who should I be living my life for? Honestly, I should be living my life for, for Christ as I'm a believer, but I'm living my life for people. I'm trying to please people on social media. I'm trying to please people, you know, when I walk some or go out just in public and I start to realize that I was living externally. And I mean, my spoken word, the first step to being unhappy is trying to please everyone else. Mm -hmm. So you have to look in the mirror and deal with your life and yourself. And if you can't be real with yourself, man, if you can't be honest with yourself, like you, first of all, you can't be real with anybody else. And second of all, you can't expect anybody else to be, to really be, to, to treat you in that way. Right. So it starts with you. All starts with you. We all heard him say it a million times. If you haven't, you're going to hear him say it a million times. It all starts with you and, and really looking at what it is that you need to do to get the most out of your life. Cause at the end of the day, it's yours. You only get one, you don't get a do over. So at some point we got to stop pointing fingers and placing blame at other people look in the mirror it's difficult we are it's difficult for everybody it's no one is exempt but then you have to start moving forward and taking the steps you need that's the only way you're going to build a life that you love to live Trent I got a question for you bro um when you're driving right so you drive you probably spend a lot of time in the car from one event to the next and my question to you is when you're when you're alone and uh, and you've a you're a documented introvert what (laughs) What, what, when you're in the car and alone in the car, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Bro, man, (laughs) a lot. So usually it's a message. It's, it's reflection, you know, my life. It's, you know, thinking about my kids, my family, 
thinking about my mom, uh, my brother, just just everything around me, bro. I'm bad. Like I'm I'm such a thinker. You can ask Maria, bro. She gets mad at me all the time. She's like, "You missed your exit," <laughs> and it's a joke now because I'd be like, "I didn't miss my exit. I knew what I was doing, even though I didn't." Right? <laughs> and so it's a joke now that she's like, she won't even tell me. Like she's like, "Yep, see, told you, you missed your exit." Because she'll be like, Trent, you're about to miss your exit. like, I got this. And even though I'll be so deep in thought that, like, I can literally drive places and, like, miss my exits because I'm just thinking about a message. I'm thinking about, you know, just my goals. I'm thinking about, you know, just random thoughts, bro. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely that person that you can be talking to and I'll be, like, spaced out because I'll be thinking about life. You know, that's just who I am. One of the great, that's what I say, one of the great thought leaders, man. Uh, if anything at all, uh, what do you have doubts about right now? Uh, I always have doubts, man, just about, like, even my future, or just the future in general. But I, I'll just stick with me, like, my future. You know I mean? I think... I think if we're all honest, I think we all do at some point, like, cause none of us can predict it. None of us, we can, we can, we can influence our future, but we can't control it. Right. You can do everything right. And still, and everything can still go wrong. So sometimes I have doubts about, uh, you know, one thing about my, like my book, like I just finished my second book straight up and yeah, I have doubts sometimes like, man, is this going to, is this going to impact the way it should impact? Are people going to receive this? I don't know. Um, but every time I get in my mind with my doubts, I ask myself this question, can you control this? Right. And I say, well, no, I can't control how people receive it. Well, what can you control? You, you control what you get, did you put your heart into it? Yeah, I did. That's all you can control. And so I always go back to the moment, right? When I feel like when you're living in the future too much, there's a disconnect and that's when anxiety is created. That's when stress is created because you're trying to control something that you can't control. And so I always bring my myself, I center myself back in the moment when I have these doubts because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, right? I mean, God tells us it's, it's tatted on my arm, you know, right here, you know, live for today for tomorrow has its own troubles. And so I don't live for tomorrow in that sense, you know, I live for today in the moment. So I kind of let go of it, but yeah, my book is definitely one for sure. Just like, you know, I finished it. I'm like, dang, I hope, you know, people, you know, receive this in the way they were going to receive it, you know, but you never know. So, and I just went through that with the greatest you about a few months ago. <laughs> exactly, man. For those of you who haven't, man, you need to go and find the greatest you. It's in all stores. It's on digital media outlets, audible. Like I've, I have read it myself. It is some nuggets, man, some things that you can really apply to your life. Like if you want to grow, you talk about growth. If you want to really somebody that's keeping it real, an authentic voice that's dealt with some of everything you can experience from just being down and depression and emptiness and how to transform all of that and turn your pain into power. You need to find that book. And also just mentioned straight up, it's available for pre-order too. So like, man, y'all need to go and find that pre-order the book. Like what I can promise you, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, Trent Shelton will never waste your time. Trent Shelton will never be just spewing out things he doesn't believe and he's not living. He's always practicing what he preaches. So make sure y'all check that out, right, home. So, bro, um, I'm glad you mentioned anxiety a minute ago. Because anxiety yeah. is something that's running rampant, man. It's killing us. That's the biggest struggle I have in life is anxiety. And it's always something you can't control. And I'm thinking yeah. about, like, 
man, death and like, how, what if I die before I fulfill my purpose and my mission? And I got my kid, my boys and seeing them grow. So I got all these things on my mind and in the world we live in, we have jobs, we have families, we have responsibilities and things pulling us in every single direction and the world can get so chaotic. My question to you is in the midst of all of that activity and storm, what is it that you do or what activity calms you down and makes you feel <laughs> at peace with the world? I think you already know, man. I protect my peace, bro. Yes, sir. (laughs) So I protect my peace. And, you know, for those that don't know what that is for me. So I'm a firm believer in being proactive. So um, I try to prevent things before I'm a firm believer in prevention, right? I try to prevent things before it happens. So every morning, uh, pretty much every morning, at least five out of seven days, I, you know, I go on trail runs, you know, and for you, it doesn't have to be a trail run. It could be a, you know, whatever you feel like brings you peace. You know, it could be sitting on your, you know, I, I love sometimes to sit on my porch, you know, in the morning when it's not as hot out in Texas and the breeze, you know, the sun's coming up. Uh, but I go on the trails, man. And for me, the trails um, is a place that nothing matters except you know, just me in there, you know, uh, of course I have some phone service, but you know, most people are, are busy seven fifteen in the morning. Uh, my wife knows where I am. So she's not calling me unless she really needs me. And it's a way for me to one, create the energy I need, but also release the stress that I need. Um, and so that's one of my fire escapes, right? I, I, I talk about emergency exits and fire escapes when these anxious moments come up or I know I'm going to have an anxious moment, right? I say, okay, let me bulletproof my soul with peace. So when these anxious, these uh, anxiety moments come up, I am already kind of prepared to deal with them. And if I'm not prepared, I don't stay there. Um, you know, one of the best things that you can do when you're, when you're going through anxiety, because anxiety, you feel like you have no control is to work on your five senses, right? Is to go touch something. It shows that you're in control is to see something, right? Is to taste something. And that really helps when you're going through anxiety moments. I know it might sound crazy, but you want to gain control back over your life. And my biggest go-to man is prayer, you know, and I know everybody listening to this might not be, you know, on the same walk as far as beliefs and faith. Uh, but you know, prayer is, is, is my go-to and it's just my, my release of those moments. Uh, but you definitely have to have something to start your day. And my thing is the four A's, right? That's what protect your peace is all about. And we, you want to talk about them or we have time for it? Yeah, bro. That, okay, we, cool. If we didn't, we would make time for the four A's. I need to write this down. Cool. So this has been very popular, you know, and it's funny because <laughs> when I shared this, uh, you know, I, I shared this on my Trent live, um, you were there and like, I didn't, you know, this is just something that I do. I didn't think it was going to be like the biggest takeaway, but it was like, everybody's talking about the four A's, the four A's. I'm like, okay. So obviously people need it. Um, I'm a big believer in this. You hear a lot of people talk about own your morning, which I'm a big believer in owning your morning. But you have to own your night to own your morning. And so whatever that looks like for you, for me, that looks like, you know, cutting off the TV at a certain time, getting a certain amount of rest, uh, eating, stop eating at a certain time. It's recovery for me. It's uh, all these things that help me get up in the morning in a better mood. Right. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm very intentional. You can play. You can either be on the defense or you can be on the offense. I realize a lot of anxiety or or just fear comes when we're being more on the defense of life, right? Instead of being intentional and setting our intentions, uh, our intentions for the day. And so first things I do when I get up, 
I first a write this down is appreciation. This is something that a lot of you already do. Uh, gratitude. Gratitude is very, very important to relieve stress. Okay. Um, 150,000 people die every day. You're still alive. So be thankful for something. Be thankful for your health. Uh, you know, we can, there's a lot of people that don't have the great health. Be thankful for, if you have bad health, be thankful for your, your breath, whatever. Gratitude, right? Gratitude will change your attitude. The second A is affection. Um, there, it's proven that hugs actually release, I mean, uh, actually reduce depression. So you want to go hug someone, like whether it's your dog, I hug my dog, whether it's my kids, my wife, I make sure I give affection. And even if I can't hug them, I make sure I tell them affectionate things. Like, I love you. I appreciate you. You know, uh, you want to do that in the morning. The third A is accomplishment. Okay. Most people don't accomplish the, anything within the first hour of their day, right? Besides doing things that probably don't uh, lead to to something better in their life. And so if I'm you right now, I would st strategically think about what can I do in the morning that's an accomplishment? It don't have to have anything to do with like, like for me, it doesn't always have to do with rehab time. Sometimes it's just literally like, okay, I want to wash the dishes or I want to do something. But it's, it's that release of dopamine. If you don't know what dopamine is, go look it up. It's the reason why you keep going back to social media because likes give you dopamine hits. Uh, but it's the release of dopamine that you get when you accomplish stuff. Um, how you start your day will influence your day. So you want to start your day off with positive momentum. Okay. So even if it's like, okay, maybe me, it's trail running, right? That's part of it. I go accomplish that. I feel great. The last A is activity. You want to move your body. Some people, Trent, I'm not a morning person. Trent, my mood is bad. Trent, I'm stressed. Marcus, I don't want to do any of this, right? I promise you this. I can guarantee you. You have never seen somebody, well, I'm not going to say never, unless they're just mad to go work out. But it's hard to be angry. It's hard to be feel depressed when you're in a moment of physical activity. When you're working out, when you're walking, when you're running, you might be tired. You might hate it. But you still feel good. It releases endorphins in your in your body. And so what you want to do is 30 minutes a day, if you can, go for a walk, go for a run. Movement influences mood. This morning, I didn't feel like going to run, but I knew that once I got on the trails, that would go away and I fell in love with how it would feel after. And so within five minutes of running, that mood was gone. I was feeling great, energized. And that's the four A's, man. It's just, it's something very, very simple that most people probably do, but that's how you own your morning, which can help you own your day. And the more days you own, you end up owning your life. Y'all thought I was playing. I'm telling you, you talk about value. What you just got, that was for free. Y'all better be thankful. <laughs> hey, it's real out here. But bro, man, you fresh off the success of your debut book, The Greatest You. My question yeah. for you now, man, what does the the greatest Trent look like? And I know you've talked about it a lot recently because you've really been getting it and being an example to us all, but what does the greatest you look like? Yeah, so um, I have to break this down. So from a spiritual standpoint, it's, uh, you know, a tight relationship with God. You know, um, one of the problems that I've had in the past is I'll just be straight up with you is that I was talking more about God than talking to God. 
I feel like I was getting into that, that mode where I was, you know, talking about God, but I wasn't really spending the time talking to him. So um, I'm really, I'm really intentional about, you know, building that relationship with God and my spiritual walk even, even tighter, you know, um, that's what a great issue looks like for me from a spiritual side, uh, from a physical side, it's, it's about energy for me. And so my mindset when it comes to, I want to get like a whole thing about health, but my mindset when it comes to food, when it comes to working out, it's not about how I look, you know, those are byproducts, like, you know, whatever it's about how I feel. And so I look at everything as energy. You know, if you, if you heard me, you know, recently, like probably the last, you know, few months, you hear me saying like, create the energy you need to conquer your day. And so when I work out in the morning, I'm like, okay, is this going to give me an energy I need? Okay, cool. When I look at foods, more importantly, I'm looking at food saying, is this food going to give me the energy I need to be the greatest me? And it changed my whole mindset when it came to eating. You know, it's just like, now I'm not looking at food as like a pleasure. I'm looking at food as like, okay, this is a tool. <laughs> this is a tool that can really help me or it can really slow me down. Uh, when it comes to uh, the mental side, it's, it's really you know, challenging myself. It's really making sure my perspective is my power. It's really making sure that I'm really living the things that I talk about. Because like I said, we live in a social media era where it's very, very easy to post it, but not live it. It's very, very easy to preach things that you aren't practicing. This doesn't mean that you're a hypocrite, but it's just easy to do it. Like I could easily be like, okay, go do this and not do it. So I make sure that I live it, I breathe it, I be it to the fullest. Um, even right now, I share this, like, cause I'm proud of this goal. I didn't announce it because I feel like we live in a time too, where more people are into announcements than achievements, right? They want to announce everything. So for me, I said, I just want the achievements to be the announcements. I want people to see it. Like, I want people to ask me how you did it. And today it happened because like when I was, uh, obviously when I was playing ball, Marcus, like I was in tip top shape, right? And people, it's funny because I would, I would go on airplanes or, you know, I'm a black man with dress and tattoos. So I obviously think I play sports. I used to mess with people and be like, I'm a doctor, but <laughs> I obviously think I play sports. And so I would, uh, I would always get asked because obviously, you know, the way that I, I look, I like, I look like an athlete, obviously. And so for a period of time bro, I stopped getting that question. You know, and it's because I literally got out of shape. You know, I did. I kind of lost myself. wasn't doing the right things. So to fast forward now, I actually had a weigh in today and not just from weight, but even body fat loss and how I feel more importantly, I am literally in the same shape that I was in 2009. Wow. And I haven't been this felt like this since, you know, 2009. So that's what kind of the greatest me looks like in the whole man is just really doing everything in my life that really pushes me to be the person that I need to be and also be the person to that others need me to be. Man, talk about rehab time, bro. To go from 2009 and to be in tip top, but to have it all taken and snatched away like so many professional athletes and then to be finding yourself with this hole in your heart and trying to figure out which way is up and to create a platform where you speaking to you. A lot of people don't hear that all the time. You were speaking to yourself. All the time, bro. All the time. <laughs> speaking the to time. you, bro. Speaking life into you. Speaking life into your heart. And to just build this this whole transition and this change and to create the energy and be the energy you want to see, right, so to speak. And you do all of that and to find yourself today. Talk about rehab, bro. Congratulations. That's huge. That's incredible. People need to hear that. People need to know that it's possible. It's possible for all yeah. of us. 
You know one thing, more. I want to add something real quick, bro. Uh, just, just so people can like, and they don't have to obviously have the same mindset as me. Everybody's different, by the way. So when you listen to podcasts or any information, like I always say, take what you need, leave what you don't, because we're all on different journeys and paths. But you know, one of, I talked about this today on my live. Like one of the things, man, we we use a lot of excuses, right? And I didn't want to be a person that allowed excuses to run my life, right? So I'm about to be a father of three. I'm about to be 35 in about, you know, a few days. It would be very easy for me to say, well, the reason I that I that I feel like this and I look like this, I'm 35. I got three kids. You know, I, I got a company that I run. I got employees. I don't have time. You know, uh, the reason, you know, that XYZ, it's because of this. It's because of that. And when I look out and see... 80 year olds that are living their best life, you know, or it might be, Oh, the reason I'm not going for my dreams because I'm 50, you know, I never wanted to be that person. Like I'm willing to like, and I always, I tell Tristan this, my son all the time. I say, bro, and this doesn't apply to everything, obviously, but I said, if, if there's a crowd then you don't want to be there, I said, because greatness is not a crowded place. You know, growth is not a crowded place. When I'm out on these trails, Marcus, ain't nobody out there with me at all. Ain't nobody running five miles with me. You know, it's very hard to get people. And I get it. People have jobs. Like on Saturday, some people come out. I literally do this, bro. I will offer, you see me do it. I will tell people, if you want to meet me, if you want to out free sessions, like it's, it's a girl that comes every Saturday. She literally gets free rehab sessions because <laughs> she's the only person there. She asks me tons of questions. Literally, you could come out here. You don't have to run. You can walk, but come out here because first of all, I want to show you that your biggest limitation is you, but also your biggest friend, your biggest progression can be you too. People don't come. Why? Because hard work is there, mm. you know, but if I told people, Hey, come to happy hour with me, people would show up. Everybody. So, Turn up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the easy thing, bro. So I've always been a person that I want to take the road less traveled. Okay, ain't nobody doing that? Cool. That's what I'm going to do. Ain't nobody willing to go through that? Okay, that's where I need to go. And I've always been like that, bro. And um, I just say that because I see a lot of people use excuses. I don't have time. I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to compare our schedules, but if I can make time, <laughs> you know, you can make time. Exactly. It's just about how important is it to you. So I just wanted to share that with people, man. It's like, don't, you know, I'll look at some of my friends and I, I, let me take that back. Not my friends. I will look at some of my peers, even from high school. And I'm sure you've seen this too, where I'll go, like, I wouldn't even recognize them, bro. Mm -hmm. It's just like life has gotten hard. They just accepted life, yep. right? They just accepted the circumstances. They just accepted the struggle. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to accept, okay, I'm getting older. That don't mean I can't get better. I refuse to accept, oh, okay, my dream didn't work out, so I got to just do whatever. No, I refuse to do that. Oh, the NFL cut me. I refuse to accept that. Okay, I'm going to use this to better my life. And that's the problem that we live in right now, bro. A lot of people are just accepting things to define their life, and it's just, oh, okay, this is how it is. Or somebody divorced me. I'm just going to accept it, and that's going to be a reason why I cannot better my life. Absolutely not. You can use that same pain and turn that pain into your power, or you can let that pain define the rest of your life. That choice is on you. So I just wanted to share that, bro. Man, that's huge. 
That's so huge and it's so real because so many of us, the easiest thing to do is point the finger. We always yeah. want to look for somebody to blame and it's somebody else's fault. But the reality is, it's our fault. It's my fault because I'm not where I want to be. Even me talking about me right now, it's my fault. Like I got injuries, injury, it don't matter. I can do something. So for all of us, when you hear that, man, this has been already just incredible. The nuggets you drop in, I, I wanted to take a moment because there's people listening to your voice right now. There's people who are just always listening to you, but there's also new people who haven't listened to you before. And they're thinking like, man, I wish I had more access to this. First of all, you can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, like at Trent Shelton. What is it you throw it out there, bro? At Trent Shelton. There you go. Uh, at Rehab Time 2 is our, is our uh, Rehab Time page. So either one on Instagram, Facebook is the same thing. Just put in my name. So when I say he's always dropping these nuggets, he's always giving value, adding things every, it's like daily. If you need that, then you need to do this, right? But there also is a group of people. So for those of you who right now, you, your, your heart is touched, you feel like you, you feel inspired, you feel ready to go and create change, real change in your life right now. Trent, you got an inner circle. It's a coaching group where you have yep. the opportunity to be coached by one of the most impactful beings in our world. How do they be a part of that? Yeah, just go to TrentLive.com or you go to TrentShelton.com. If you can't remember that, you can remember my name. You can be a part. And I just want to tell you right now, like this coaching group is it's about self-accountability. Marcus said it like you got it. When you say it's my fault, that's one of the most powerful statements you can say. And every time I talk about self-responsibility, even on my lives, I'm like, okay, this is where people are going to start to drop off at because people don't want to point the thumb because it's so easy, like you said, to blame other people. This culture group is going to be the how-to for you. Like a lot of y'all hear my inspiration or if you are new, you'll see my inspiration and motivation. But a lot of us, we depend on inspiration and motivation. Those things are great, but those things don't change your life. You have to have application that creates transformation. So this coaching group is all about uh, application. It's all about how do I do this? How do I do that? And we spend 90 minutes, you'll see, 90 minutes uh, every week, every month, uh, really tackling that. I'm very active within the Facebook group. And if you can't afford it, like, don't worry about it. You know, like I have plenty of other things, Trent Shelton group that on, on Facebook that you can join, a great community, and I'm going to keep serving. So go to TrentLive.com, see if it's for you. It might be, it might not be. But uh, yeah, that's what it's about, man. Love it, man. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who are new here, I know I'm sure there's a lot of rehabbers who will be listening to this. I'm a rehabber, have been. I listened to my first Trent video in 2009. I was in college and fresh off some similar things to Trent. Not NFL. I ain't, I ain't, everybody ain't that bad, right? But just kind of <laughs> have, <laughs> everybody ain't there. I always joke with him. Like he had little dreads then. I was little dreads Trent back in the day. But, <laughs> um, man, just to, find myself back then and find myself in this place and him be speaking value. Like it caused me to start thinking through my life. So now there's people who listen to this regularly and they're what we call the vital tribe. And it's all about creating a vital life. So creating a vital life is a life that you love to live. It means you're not accepting anything that anybody else has given you. Anybody else has said about you. You are literally saying, I'm going to create the life that I want 
I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm going to cherish every single moment. I'm going to get up and wake up every day and give everything I got because my time is limited. If you listen to my voice, your time is limited. And I speak passionately about this because too many of us are going through the motions. Every day, we just existing. You just wake up. You just, as Trent just said, letting life happen to you. You just going from point A to point B, trying to get to the next milestone, working for the next vacation a year away. You are sacrificing precious time with your family. You are sacrificing precious time where you can be learning and growing. So that's what building a vital life is all about. It's throwing all that to the side and saying, I'm about to wake up, get up right now and be and create who I want to be. So Trent, my last question for you today is this. What advice would you give to somebody that's listening to our voices right now that wants to build a life that they truly love living? And I want you to speak from your heart, bro. It's rehab time. Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, it starts with you taking self-responsibility over your life. That's the first thing. It starts with you realizing that your biggest opponent is you. It's not what happened to you. It's not your past. It's not your family. It's not the person who hurt you. It's not like all those things happen. Those things suck. But I realize this with my life. Life is not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to what happens to you. And so I'm not going to give you some big thing to do if you can't do the small thing. And the small thing I would tell you to do is find one area in your spiritual life, in your mental life, your mindset, right? Your physical life, your emotional being, right? Your mental health, all these things. Find one thing in those areas that you are in control of, right? I'm not talking about that it takes somebody to do something for you, that you are in control of, that you can take a step today. So for some of us, what does that look like? For me, I'll tell you what it was. When I started rehab time, rehab time wasn't to be what y'all see today. Rehab time was for me. It wasn't for anybody else. And I said, I need to do some mind, body, and soul. Holistically, I need to do something. And so what that looked like for me was, okay, I'm going to get into the gym more because I knew that a part of transforming my life was transforming my body, right? Not just how it looked, but transforming my health, right? That was the most important part, how I felt. The other part was spiritual. I said, okay, well, what can I do to move me forward? I got into my word more. As simple as that sounds, I built my connection with God more. The mindset part, I hated reading. Like, it's funny that I write books now, but I hated reading. I didn't listen to personal development. I wasn't listening to no podcasts. Even though they were popular back then, but I wasn't listening to none of that. But I said, okay, I'm going to start feeding my brain and my mind with things that are going to empower me, with things that are, are going to grow me instead of feeding my mind with this nonsense. And I took those small steps. You know, a lot of times in the journey where we're trying to revitalize our life, we're trying to... We have this big vision and nothing wrong with a big vision, right? But we have this big vision, this big destination of where we want to go. And there's nothing wrong with having it. I believe we all should have a vision and a destination. But a lot of us, we don't, we're so focused on that that we don't realize in order to get to that destination, it takes the small things to get there. And if you can't be loyal to the small things, I can guarantee you never will get the big things. So find, even if it's not even those three, find one thing, one thing in your life that's in your control that will move you towards a better you. All right, I promise you, once you start moving in that direction, 
You will start to create the energy. You will start to create the momentum. You will start to attract different people in your life. And you will start to better your life. And you'll start to prove yourself wrong. Because some of us, we're in a prison perspective. Your prison, your perspective can either be your power or your prison. And I know for a lot of my life, I was in a prison perspective. What does that mean? It means that I was telling myself what I couldn't do. Oh, that's impossible. Well, if I had this, then I could do it, so I can't do it. Oh, well, this, I was thinking so blame mindset, BC, blame and complain mindset. And I was in a prison perspective. So it got to a point where I said, you know, why not me? I said, well, prove yourself wrong. And so if you're in that, if you're listening to this right now, you're saying, hey, Marcus, I've been following you, Trent. You know, I'm just in tuning, I'm listening to this podcast. All that sounds good, but that's easier said than done. Right? Prove yourself wrong. I dare you. I challenge you to go oh, I can't run a mile. Go prove yourself wrong and keep running, keep showing up until you do it. Because that's gonna build confidence. And you'll get to a point, right? Not in a month, not in a week, maybe a year. Right, maybe it's three months. You'll get to a point where, as you start to attack your impossibilities and show yourself that it's possible, you will go from the mindset of "I can't do this" to the mindset of "Dang, I'm doing it." To the mindset of "Wait, I'm doing more than what I thought I can do." To the mindset of "What can't I do?" Right, that's the progression of life and mindset that you need to go. But you'll never get there until you prove yourself wrong. And then it just becomes proving yourself right because then you're going to be in a mindset where it's like, okay, I can do this. Let me go prove myself right. So, again, it all starts with you. Um, and be the change that you wish to see. And realize that, man, the only thing keeping you away from your greatest you is a choice. Commitment and consistency. That's it. Man, Mr. Trent Shelton, everybody. Man, bro, from the bottom of my heart, I just appreciate you. I appreciate the man that you are, the husband you are, the father you are, everything that you mean to our generation. Me personally, the inspiration, like not just inspiration, like I've been through some major life transition in the last year. And you are a huge part of pouring into that, fueling the fire, helping me believe that I can. So I just want to say thank you, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you give. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you for, you know, the growth I've seen in you, man, for us meeting for you doing what you're doing. And most importantly, man, for you walking into your calling, man. And you know, a lot of people don't realize how much sacrifice that takes. And I know the sacrifice that you put in. You know, I know the sacrifice that I have to put in. So it's not easy. So I'm proud of you for for doing what you do, man. I look forward to seeing you, you know, continue to impact lives across the world, man. So let's get it. Let's get it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please go and subscribe if you enjoyed it. Leave a review if you like this. I can't wait to see y'all next week. Mr. Trent Shelton, y'all know it's rehab time, and it's time to live and love life. Why? Because you can. Vitalize. Vitalize.